Welcome to this episode of the Enoch Diaries podcast. This is the place where we pray, learn, and process the things God is speaking and showing to us every day. I'm your host, Ami, and I'm so glad you could join me today. If you haven't done so already, please like or subscribe to this channel so you'll never miss any of the great revelations and encouragements we put out regularly. Without further ado, let's jump right in. Everything that God made has ears. The trees have ears. The wind has ears. The ocean has ears. All of the animals and all of creation can hear their maker. They can communicate with their maker and they can understand and hear what it is that he's saying. When Jesus spoke to the storm and it was at peace, it heard his words and responded accordingly. In addition to this, everything that God created is in obedience to what he purposed it for with the exception of man. If you think about the wind and the waves, everything is moving according to God's purpose and what he has designed it for. Fish are in the ocean and they have fins, they have gills so that they can breathe in the ocean. We don't see a fish deciding that it just wants to jump up and be out on land and live there, have its habitat there, and never go back to its purpose. We don't have elephants that just wake up one day and say, you know what, I don't want to be an elephant anymore. I want to be a monkey. So I'm going to start climbing trees and start trying to jump from limb to limb like a monkey does. The point that I'm trying to make here is everything that God has designed, that he has made, is in obedience to its purpose. It is doing what he purposed it to do, and it is not acting or behaving in a way that is contrary to its purpose or its design from its maker. When we think about us as human beings, God created us differently. It says that he breathed on us and he made us in his image. It is also very clear that he is the potter and we are the clay. He's the creator, and we are the created. When we are speaking to our creator or listening to our creator, it's really important that we are mindful that we're not putting our will, our emotions, and our thoughts above God's will and his thoughts and his plans for us. I'll give you an example. When you think about Moses, the Bible says that he was born and he was set in the water and the Lord spared his life, divinely spared his life, put him into Pharaoh's house. And then through the course of events, he grows up, he learns, and he is an adult. Now in the book of Exodus, it says that he was standing before the Lord and the Lord laid out plans for him, laid out what he wanted him to do and what his calling was and where he was supposed to go. And God is so gracious that he even is patient with all of Moses's objections. Moses is saying, what about this? And what about that? What if they don't listen to me? What if they ask what your name is? What do I tell them? What if Pharaoh won't let them go? He sits down and he's giving the Lord all of the what ifs. And the Lord is so patient to answer 
all of his what if questions. But at the end of it, what's so interesting is that Moses says something and then the Lord's reaction is very interesting as well. So I'm going to be reading from Exodus. It says in Exodus 4 and 10, then Moses said to the Lord, Oh, my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, who has made man's mouth or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. But he said, Oh, my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever else you may send. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth, and I will be with your mouth and with his mouth, and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people, and he himself shall be as a mouth for you, and you shall be to him as God. And you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. Now what's interesting here is that Moses is doing what we all do. Moses is saying in verse 10, Oh my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. What Moses is saying, he's looking at the problem. He's looking at the calling and the purpose, and he is measuring himself by his own standards. He is saying, whoa, okay, the Lord is asking me to go and speak in front of Pharaoh. Mm, That's going to require some good speaking skills. And he's being logical. He's like, I'm not eloquent, neither before nor after. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. He is evaluating himself based on his own standards and what he sees and what he understands. And God's response is, who has made man's mouth or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Now, therefore, go and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. What is God responding with? He is saying, I am your maker. I know better than you who you are and how you work and how you function because I'm the one that made you. I, I laugh because we all get caught in this and we forget sometimes that God is the one who made us. He knows our limitations. He knows what he placed inside of us. He's the one who made us. I can't stress that enough. He is the one who made us. And so he knows very intimately every single detail about us, even the ones that we don't even know and what we don't understand. The Bible says that the Lord's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. As far as the heavens are above the earth, so are his thoughts above our thoughts. When we come to God, we have to understand that he is so patient with us and he is so understanding. But at the end of the day, we cannot exalt our understanding and our thoughts above his 
because that in itself is rebellion and it is pride. I know we might not think it is, but the very act of exalting yourself, your thoughts, your ideas above God's thoughts, God's purpose and his plan and his word and what he has spoken, that is pride and it is rebellion. When we think about ourselves and our purpose and who God has called us to be, if God has spoken to you and said, hey, you are a teacher, you are a speaker, you are a pastor, you are a mother, you are a father, whatever God has spoken to you, regardless of how you think or how you feel or what your own understanding is, we all have to go through this process of learning to submit our will, thoughts, and understanding to the Lord, being able to bring that under his will under what he has spoken and under what he has purposed. Otherwise, what we're doing is we are living in rebellion to what God has purposed us for. When a potter is making a vase or they're making an instrument, they know what the use of the instrument is. Because the potter or the maker or the creator knows what the use is, who are we as the instrument to turn around and tell the potter, you don't know what you're doing or why are you using me in this way? When we are telling or when we are refusing to move forward and what God is asking us to, we are essentially saying with our actions, whether we confess it with our mouth, we are saying with our actions, I don't believe that I should be used this way. I don't believe that this is where I'm supposed to be. Why are you using me like this? This is not my purpose or not how I'm supposed to be used. And I know that this is a tricky topic. We all deal with fear and we all deal with emotions. We all deal with being unsure if we're walking in God's purpose or walking in his alignment. But the way that we overcome that is by saying, not my will, your will be done. Lord, not what I want or what I think, but what you want and what you think. So when we are going through our trials, when we're going through our, what I would call wrestlings with the Lord, where we are learning to submit our will to his will, because that's really what it is. We're wrestling and we have to yield. God is not going to yield. He's not going to change his mind. We have to be the one to yield so that we can be in alignment with his purpose. Anytime that we are not yielding anytime that we are fighting with the Lord, anytime that we are wrestling where we are not sure, I'm hoping that we will learn to take a deep breath and say, Lord, you made me. I am your vessel. I am called by your name. You have filled me with your spirit. You have called me for a purpose. You know why you made me. If you called me to be a trumpet, then I will be a trumpet. If you've called me to be a teacher, then I will be a teacher. Whatever you have destined for me to be, whatever you have purposed for me to be, when you made me, that is what I will be because you have put inside of me exactly what is needed in order to be successful in the purpose and the callings that you have for me. So what we should be doing as we're walking this walk is to say, okay, soul, (laughs) be quiet. God knows what he's doing. You're God, the one who 
made you and created you is good. He has set you up for success. He has put what you need inside of you already. Yes, there is a period of growth. Yes, there is a period of maturity. Yes, there is a time and a season for everything. But what he has called you to do, what he has called you for, you will be successful in it and know that you have what you need in order to be successful. And I want to make another point here. Not only do we have what we need, but we have to understand that we don't have what we need by ourselves. If you think about Moses, the Lord had already gifted him with leadership and influence and all of those things. He had given him education and understanding about government, about how to write, about how to read all of the things that he was going to need practically to be successful in the wilderness. But when Moses decided to take it in his own hands to be a leader and to be a judge among the people of Israel, and he ended up slaying someone, he was doing what God had purposed for him to do in regards to leadership and being a judge, but he was doing it without the Lord. And it's really important to understand that you cannot be who God has purposed you to be without him. We have to learn how to work with God. We have to learn how to work with him and allow our will to be subject to his and then also allow him to breathe on our gifts, to breathe on us and show us how to walk with him. God did not design us to work apart from him. He designed us to work with him and work in subjection to him and submission to him. When we're dealing with our emotions, it's really important that we do this exercise. I think about this all the time. It's Philippians 4 and 6. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. I bring that up for this reason is there's always this feeling when God is asking you to do something depending on how you've tried it. (laughs) If you've tried to do it on your own and you failed, then you sit down and say, okay, Lord, I'm not sure if I can do this. I'm not sure if I can do or be who you've called me. And I'm a little bit concerned and here are the reasons why, you know, we have to understand that at some point we have to submit that to God. We have to take our fears and our worries and our cares and cast them at his feet and say, Lord, in everything, let your will be exalted and everything, let your will be done regardless of how I feel. That is submitting, practically submitting your will to his will, where you say, not my will, not what I think, not my thoughts, not my feelings. I am submitting them to you, Lord. It doesn't mean that you're ignoring your feelings. He is saying, be anxious for nothing. That means when you're feeling these things come up, don't stamp them down or ignore them or don't think about them or don't talk about them. He said, submit them submit them, bring them to the altar, bring them to him and cast your cares onto him. We are not meant to carry the burden of 
what might be keeping us from moving forward in Christ. The second part is understanding God's purpose and his design and that we cannot be who he called us to be without him. Thinking about Moses, when he tried to grab what he felt his purpose was, it did not turn out very well. So he goes into the wilderness and he flees from Egypt. Then he was on the backside of the desert with the sheep because he was a shepherd and he sees the burning bush and God calls him and everything he felt, everything he was moving towards, it was in alignment with what God had for him, but he was trying to do it without the Lord. It's so interesting. God gives him an assignment and then tells him, I will be with you. Whenever we think about what God has purposed for us or called us to do, be very mindful to hear the voice of the Lord where he is saying, this is what I've called you to do and I will be with you. Moses wouldn't even leave out of the desert to go into the promised land unless the Lord said he would be with them. That should give us so much comfort that no matter how hard something is, he is with us in it. Therefore, we will be successful. The key to long-term success comes with us staying in communion and in connection with God all the way from beginning to end. The moment we disconnect from God is the moment things begin to die. We have to understand God is a living God. Whatever he breathes on, it will have life and it will have life in it. Once we separate from God, the giver of life who holds life and is life himself, that is death. And we do not want to bring forth dead works. We don't want to bring forth dead things, but there's no way to bring forth living things unless you're connected to the source of life. I'll leave you with one final thought. When you think about the life of Moses and you think about his success, he continued to meet with the Lord every single day. He went out to the tent of meeting. He spoke with the Lord. He came back and he judged the people and he taught the people. When you think about Jesus, he frequently went off to go and pray on his own, then come back and minister and do healing and miracles and teach. But he would go back and meet with the Lord. If you look at Daniel, he three times a day, he would go back and meet with the Lord. The key to our success is making sure that our personal connection to the Lord is strong. That is the essential ingredient in our success. It is not how good we are. It is not how we look. It is not how we sound. It's none of the natural things. It's not how hard we work. It is about, am I connected to the Lord every single day. And the more pressure that you have, the more responsibility that you have, the more you should be communing with the Lord. We have to learn that our success and our victory is tied to how deep our well is in God. It is tied to how much oil you have in your lamp. So you got to go and get filled up so that you can pour. You can't pour what you don't have. That's why I say the more pressure you have, the more responsibility you have, the more things that are weighing on you, the more you need Jesus. 
the more you need to be filled up because you need his life-giving power and his grace to be flowing through you in order for you to be successful. Remember, apart from him is death. Connected to him is life. And we want our works every single day to be life-giving and not dead works. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Enoch Diaries podcast. I love hearing how the Lord is blessing you. So please head on over to enochdiaries.com to share your testimony. And while you're there, feel free to take a look at some of our other great content. If you haven't done so already, please like or subscribe to this channel so you don't miss any of our episodes. And of course, if this blessed you, please share it with a friend. Thanks again for joining and God bless.